Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Well, greetings and welcome to a special crossover of between Movies First and our new Theatre First podcast. My name is Chris Coleman and with me is Alex First. And, and, and Alex, this really is one of those things that lands squarely in the movies camp, but it wouldn't be a movie if it weren't for the theatre. I think that's probably the best way of going about describing the Miss Saigon 25th anniversary performance. Spot on, Chris, absolutely. And this is, I've seen it a number of times live. I've really enjoyed one of my favourite, most moving musicals, Miss Saigon. And when I say to you 25th anniversary performance, there's something incredibly special about filming this because what they've done is they've taken something that was performed at the Prince Edward Theatre in London in 2014, which marked the quarter century of this superb musical, They've filmed it and they've brought together the original cast with the 25th anniversary cast and added 35 minutes. And those spine-tingling moments stay with me and stay with you and anybody else who would go along and see Miss Saigon, the 25th anniversary performance. Original cast members Leah Salonga, Simon Bowman and Jonathan Price perform alongside their contemporaries at the end of this particular performance slash production. It is long. It's 195 minutes, including a couple of intervals. One was five minutes, the other one was ten. So, just, just before you jump in any further, I want to talk about the intervals at the start of this because I think they got them the wrong way around. They put the five-minute interval in the middle and a ten-minute interval before the gala performance, but I think they would have been better served to have done it the other way around. Now, admittedly, most people will wind up seeing this on... Blu-ray or DVD, and I think the global release is, is, is about a month away. The cinema release is a really, really short season. So uh, for most people, that won't be an issue. But I just thought for people who are seeing it in the cinema, they've got... Be prepared for that. It is a, it is a bit of a, a long haul if you've got an uncomfortable seat. Well, I received a program. Did you get a program? I didn't get a program. OK, I'm sorry. that You, you were the, you were the um, poor cousin. I'll, I'll come and pinch yours later. <laughs> yes. It was a four-pager and... Really, the, the front page was just the, the sort of key characters. No, no, it wasn't actually. It was promotion for another show, <laughs> as, was, as was the back. So I'm just looking at it now. But it, it, now I'm not sure how they got to three hours, 15 minutes, based on what I'm, my arithmetic uh, here. But, but there we go. Let me it, tell it you. It was. Trust me, it was, because I, I ran a stopwatch on mine because I thought, well, well actually, my, the, the, the pre-pub that I saw said 192 minutes. And I right. thought, okay, that's three hours twelve. I ran a stopwatch at the cinema, and it was closer to three fifteen. Yeah. Well, there we go. But it, it says here, Act One, one hour nineteen minutes. Mm. There we go. It was long before the before the first break. Right. Yeah. No, no. But I'm saying I did my arithmetic here. Yeah. One hour nineteen. The break five minutes. Mm. Act Two, one hour. That's two twenty four. Yeah. Right. Intermission ten minutes. That's two thirty four. And thirty five minutes at the end. Uh, three oh nine. Mm. One, yeah, 189. 
So, so somebody's arithmetic. Anyway, we're, we're really we're yeah, <laughs> we're, we're splitting hairs. Yes. We really are. Yeah, but hey, look, oh, don't get me wrong. I loved it, and I'll I'll, I'll throw a few things in at the end. But I loved it. Uh, what did What did you think? All right. Well, look, richly rewarding film of the play. Absolutely epic love story, telling the tragic tale of a young bar girl called Kim, orphaned by war, who in the year 1975 falls in love with American GI Chris, but their lives are torn apart by the fall of Saigon. From recollection, she was 17 at the time, this young bar girl, Kim. Yep. And it's the acclaimed new staging of Elaine Bublil and Claude Michel Schoenberg's Miss Saigon, one of the most highly anticipated musical events the West End had seen in years. And having just seen this like you have, it's it's not hard to see why. I had tears streaming down my cheeks on several occasions. Several of the musical numbers are hauntingly beautiful. The script is heartbreaking. One of the greatest performances I've seen on the musical stage, John John Brioni, sets the benchmark as the engineer. Wasn't he extraordinary? Absolutely phenomenal. He's got this peerless swagger and bombast, and he owns the venue, sings quite wonderfully. And talking of vocal proclivity... Eva Noblezada is sweet and assured as Kim, an innocent transformed by displacement and war. Alastair Brammer, too, is excellent as Chris, really strong stage presence, another wonderful voice. What filming the musical has actually done is to allow us to get up close and personal so we can see the facial expressions as well as the spectacular staging. And I actually felt privileged to be able to do so. The same can't be said if you're in an audience seeing this live at the back of a theatre because you, unless you've got those peeping glasses or whatever you call them. Opera glasses. Yeah, the opera glasses. I, and, and I find those frustrating, you know, putting them to your head and then taking them away, et cetera, et cetera. You're not going to see the expression if you're at the back of the theatre. But as I say, the way it was tightly filmed, you certainly could. I had... Well, a, a couple of qualms. From a cinematic perspective, one concerned the sound. Now, I saw it at a beautiful theatre, beautiful cinema, one of the best in Melbourne when it comes to art deco. It's just a lovely, lovely cinema. It's called The Rivoli. And I thought it could have played and may have played better at a venue that had surround sound. Now... Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough, Alex, to go and see it at the Dendy in Canberra, which, yes. which has surround sound, and you are absolutely spot on. There are bits uh-huh. where the surround sound is used to full effect, uh, notably the arrival of the helicopter. It comes in, it sounds like it's coming in from behind you and rolls in uh, down towards the front, uh, and there are other sections where the, the, the sound does uh, surround you. And when the audience applauses, bear in mind this was shot live in London's West End in 2014, when mm. the audience applauses, uh, applauds, you you hear the applause coming from around you, as opposed to coming at you from the front. So it does actually add to the Good. the theatrical Good. feel. Delighted. Yeah. Really delighted to hear that. So the second thing, I wonder whether you noticed the grainy cinematography, which I was acutely aware of in the opening scenes. It just wasn't as sharp as I hoped it might be. I'm talking about the actual faces which, you know, it, it didn't feel like high definition to me it, it, on television kind of thing. D- and yet... That, that's interesting because uh, I, I, I had a look when I, when I got home to see this and apparently it was actually shot in um, UHD, so in this, four, in mm. this new 4K 
ultra-high-definition format. Uh, I didn't notice anything at the start. In fact, very early in the piece, uh, where you get um, the heat is on in Saigon, where the girls are all singing, mm. uh, and you get the close-up then of Rochelle Ann, who, who was playing Go, you actually get to see a tear running down her cheek, which, again, you wouldn't see ordinarily. Correct. No, I saw that, yeah. but I, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking about the the line down somebody's face, if you like, something that you know marks the end of their face. Mm. That was not... That was not well. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe it was your cinema. Maybe they adjusted the maybe. camera. I, I actually wondered whether yeah. it was what else was happening on the stage. You know how you get the uh, sort of the effects and so forth that can cloud mm. the that, that cinema smoke or call it what you will. That's a possibility the, too. Yeah, yeah. smoke. But but I, I did not notice it at the end. That was the amazing part. I didn't notice it by then. It was quite different and it was a lot sharper. So. I've got no idea why, and these look. These are minor qualms compared to how strong a production it is. That aside, this is a bravura performance of one of the most extraordinary and compelling musicals I've had the good fortune to see. And as I say, I've seen it on quite a number of occasions live, but this is really up close and personal, and and it is very very special, especially the last thirty five minutes, and when. Leah Salonga, Simon Bowman, and Jonathan Price take to the stage. I mean, you know, I, I had I, I teared up on quite a number of occasions. No, indeed, the performance uh, of Last Night of the World, both in play uh, by Rochelle and Go and um, and Alistair Brammer, uh, was was remarkable. Then to see them joined in in the encore. Uh, by the original Chris and the original Kim and the way they swapped over and crossed over between the two and turned a magnificent duet into a, a remarkable quartet. Yeah, I, I, I had a tear. It was just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was great stuff. Yeah, a re- and uh, you mentioned John John Brion doing The Engineer. Mm. I've seen Miss Saigon a couple of times. The Engineer is a main character. He's not... For mine, he was never meant to steal the show. This time he does and the show, is no, the show does not suffer for it. In fact, it is probably enhanced by that. Yeah, I agree. As I say, I one of the one of the greatest performances I've actually seen on a musical stage. It's that good. It is. It really. I I can't think of any that tops it. It's that strong. So, folks, please do get along. See Miss Saigon, the twenty fifth anniversary performance. Either you do that in a very short season at the cinema, or as you said, Chris, DVD, Blu Ray. I'm sure you'll be able to get hold of a copy of it. What are you going to give it out of ten? Uh, if if I give this anything less than nine and a half, I'm not being true. I, I, I for my, my my one qualm, my one qualm, and you talked about this before about how the being the the cinematic experience of a theatrical show is that you got up close. For mine, in the first twenty or thirty minutes, I think they stayed at times too close, so you didn't get the full mm. what's going on on stage. It's a minor thing, and as the play continues, as the story expanded and you see the giant Ho Chi Minh and the Statue of Liberty and the helicopter, you, you, you get the grandeur, you get the live theatre experience. So for mine, that's my one, my one mm. minor criticism. I'm, I'm saying nine and a half out of ten, and certainly I'll be in the queue to get this on Blu-ray or, or even maybe lash out for a UHD copy when it comes out for home release, which I think is due for November 2016. Well, I remember, of course, the helicopter was one of the big things when it was staged live and, and that was promoted heavily as it should have been when it came to Australia. And you, you go, wow. And, of course, now big centrepieces are quite common 
but with Miss Saigon, that was one of the first. So there we go. I, look, I, I, I liked it very, very much. I'm going to, for the, for the reasons that I've already mentioned, I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. From Audioboom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top-secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify, or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows.